Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. David Adair, of course, internationally recognized leader and expert in the field of space technology, spinoff applications for industry, commercial use. He has worked as a research scientist in the fields of engineering, jet engine technology, rocket science, and nuclear physics as well. At the age of 11, he built his first rocket. At 17, he won the most outstanding in the field of engineering sciences from the U.S. Air Force. Huge write-ups in newspapers about that. At 19, he designed and fabricated a state-of-the-art mechanical system for changing jet turbine engines for the U.S. Navy as well. And here he is. We call him the Rocket Man, David Adair, back on Coast to Coast. David, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Uh, Thanks, George. Glad to be here. This is an interesting subject, something that is very dear to my heart. We've been talking about this for several years now. Protecting our power grid from either a solar flare from the sun or from some nation that decides to detonate a nuke in our over our country that could just take out the power grid as well. I'm glad you're getting aboard on this, David. Tell me your thoughts about this. Um, yeah, getting on board, that was interesting in itself, I wasn't planning on doing all this. I just got kind of vacuumed into it. It, uh, it all started uh, when my wife passed away, and I was sitting in the lab, and I thought, man, I've got to find something to do. So I thought I'd go back to speaking, and I started calling some of my former clients. So I started calling uh, some of the Fortune 500 companies, and they all wanted me back. And I thought, well, no problem there. Maybe I'll find something else. Um, then I looked in one of my files, and... Um, and NECA showed up, and that's the National Rural Electric uh, Co-op Association. And I thought, wow, yeah, I know about 200 of those uh, groups. Um, If you didn't know this, uh, there are 900 rural electric co-ops in the continent of North America. Those 900 groups represent your entire electric grid in 48 states of, of North America. So I had talked to them before over uh, uh, space shuttles and, and other stuff, and they really liked it. I went to 200 electric co-ops. So I called a couple of them, and while I was talking to them, I just started asking them a couple of questions. I said, uh, do you guys know about the SPWC? And they go, well, what is that, a union? I said, no, <laughs> uh, Space Weather Prediction Center. No, what, what's that? I said, do you know a guy named uh, Teo Stein? He runs it, and it's a doe. Do you know anything about uh, stereo A and B? Uh, no, is that a, some kind of new stereo system? No, man, those are satellites that are one million out, uh, one million miles out from Earth. They're in orbit, and they're designed to detect CMEs. And you guys know about CMEs, right? No, what's that? Oh, jeez. And I'm going, holy smokes! I said, yeah, <laughs> you don't know about the. I said, well, the um, what happens is these satellites are hooked directly into the command center in Boulder, Colorado, at the SPWC. And they got a nice uh, website, and they have an alert network. And when these things come in, uh, uh, Teo will send uh, the signal out, and you guys will get the signal. And they said, never heard of it. And I'm going, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> so, well, amazing. 
So I got, I, so I said, look, I'll call you back in a minute. So I call up SPWC, get Mr. Stein on the phone, and I told him, how many of the electric uh, rural co-ops do you have signed up? He said, I don't think we have any. <laughs> what? And he goes, yeah. Uh, well, I said, what? He says, well, he said, calm down a minute. First of all, he said, um, my job is to run the command center, to run the website, and to monitor and work with the satellites. And when I see something, I send out a signal. It's not my job to sign people up. And I'm going, holy smokes, you had 900 electric co-ops out there and nobody knows about you. He goes, yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And, and, and I find Mr. Stein is like an oxymoron, a jumbo shrimp. He's an honest bureaucrat. And um, it's amazing. He just, you know, he's just telling me it's not my job. So I called, started calling everybody back. Anyway, I have 118 uh, electric co-ops signed up on the network right now. And I'm doing it from my house, which is nuts. I shouldn't be having to do this. So um, I thought, man, I need to talk to somebody about this. So I uh, started looking at, uh, at the Internet, looking at everything, and find out, yeah, there is something in place to take care of uh, a, a CME hit from the sun or an EMP attack. And it's called the uh, SHIELD Act, and it was sponsored by... Uh, that was Brian Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, Congressman uh, Trent Franks, he's a Republican in Arizona, and Congresswoman Yvette Clark, a Democrat in New York, those two started it uh, years ago. That's another thing. It's been out for about six years. And they uh, wrote the act up. It's about a 25-page uh, 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 act, and it's, uh, it's called the Shield Act. Well, it's been sitting there. And it has died twice now in the Senate subcommittees. Uh, they're playing politics with this, and it's, they're rolling the dice with your lives. They are. Now, but hasn't Congressman Fitzpatrick out of Pennsylvania, hasn't he run with this to get this reintroduced? Yeah, uh, he's trying to join with uh, Trent Franks and Yvette Clark, and it's still not going anywhere. Jeez. So I, um, I talked to Trent. Frank, and uh, he assigned a guy named Andy Brom to me, and um, Andy and I talked for a good while, and then finally, um, I said, Andy, I need I need names and addresses of people who I need to, I can unleash a flood of response to this thing, um, so he gave me the, uh, which I sent to you in an email, uh, the names of the U.S. Senator, Lisa McCoskey, she's of Alaska, uh, she is the chairwoman of the Senate committee, and Congressman Greg Walton is the uh, chairperson, uh, chairman of the House committee. And those two are going to decide the fate of the SHIELD Act. I, I hope they get it going because it is a desperate situation. David, when we've got this nut job in North Korea threatening to launch nukes at us, whether they hit us uh, on land or if they create an EMP, uh, I've been told in the work that William Forston, one of our guests who wrote a book one second after, has told us, 90% of the Americans will be dead within a year if, if there's a power grid outage across the country. And 90%. The National Intelligence Council, which speaks for the entire U.S. intelligence community, uh, they put out a report uh, called Global Trends 2030, and they said that an EMP is only... One of eight black swan events, and you guys know what black swans are. 
Um, Explain that. Uh, Black Swan is an event that can change the course of global civilization. Okay. And um, and this is one of them. Uh, it another sure one is. is CME. So you have a CME and an EMP, and you don't really want to get them confused. Uh, the most oversimplified explanation of difference is a CME is created by the sun, an EMP is created by a human. And uh, about five years ago, we dodged a huge solar storm, didn't we? Man, did you ever. Um all you got to do is, if you got a computer, write down this date, July 23rd, 2012. And um, just type that date into the computer and start reading. Uh, what happened was, uh, not one, not two, but three CMEs came straight at Earth. And it passed so close, it was only 110,000 miles away from the Earth. That's less than half the distance to the moon. That's closer than any asteroids ever come in of uh, anything that represents the magnitude of this disruption. But these three, ME, uh, three CMEs were um, a perfect storm. Now, just one CME by itself, like uh, in 1859 with um, the Keratin event, um, you got to see, you have to, you got to understand something about a CME. It's one billion tons of charged plasma. That is the size and weight of Mount Everest. It will cross 93 million miles in 14 hours. It's just below sublight speed. Imagine that. Well, that mass did hit us back in September of 1859, and it promptly just burned out um, the telegraph system. Mm -hmm. The telegraph, and it pretty much took out the Victorian Internet, which was the telegraph back then. That was the so-called Carrington event. That's right, named after Joseph Carrington, a British astronomer who actually saw the flare from the sun with his own eyes. And he followed the events, and that's how he got labeled with it. But this thing in July 23, 2012, was, was three of them in a row. And what would have happened, the first one would have hit the Van Allen radiation belts and scooted around them, then collided on the other side, cascaded over the surface, and it would have uh, really weakened... Um, the Van Allen belts pretty badly, and it would start doing its disruption. But two and three would have came sailing in without much uh, resistance from the Van Allen belts. They would have collided and cascaded over the planet. And if that happened, we would not be talking. Everything no, be no, we, we lucked out on that one because well, everything went off to the side. Had that been a direct hit, toast. We're gone. Yeah. We're burned. See, what would happen, this is what's so bad about it is that they'd come in with that charged plasma, and it would hit the, the lines, the, the power lines. Then it's going to send what is known as an E1, 2, and 3 of, uh, of pulse that comes through there. And the pulses are going to be of such magnitude that they'll back through the line systems and they'll hit the transformers. Now look at every power pole around you. You'll see transformers everywhere. Those transformers are filled with oil to to keep the heat down as electrons fly through. But this spike will be of such a magnitude, it will detonate that transformer. Now imagine all the transformers from coast to coast detonates at one time. It's like napalm. And the entire continent is on fire. You can't call the fire department. There's no telephones. There's no 911. You can't call police. You can't call anybody. Everything's on fire. Now, well, let's pump, let's put water on it. 
no pumps running. There's no power to pump the pump to pump the water to put out the fires. So you can't put them out. The entire continent's on fire. And it's not just us. It's all continents on the planet. They're all burning. What will happen? Enough smoke and ash will be thrown in the air, and you'll lose the sun and not see it for about three years. All vegetation dies. What's happening with us? We all die. The uh, National Intelligence Council said that anywhere from 90 to 93% of all U.S. population would die within the first 12 months. Yeah, that's just frightening. I mean, everything goes. You can't get water. People don't realize, David, that water just doesn't come out of your faucet. It's being pumped with electrical pumps from the pumping source. Absolutely. And and it's just, um, it won't. What really happens is a chain reaction. So there you are. Everything's burning. People running everywhere. Can't call any help. And um, so now you can't even flush your toilets. You can't, uh, your food in your refrigerator is bad. You can't get bottled water because the stores have had a run on it. They're gone. And now, that's exactly right. And now um, you'll have people dying. Then there's disease, starvation. That's what really takes the 93%. And for several billion dollars, what we probably waste in our budgets, they could fix the power grid and insulate it against an EMP or CME. That is exactly right. Uh, In the SHIELD Act, they propose uh, taking $10 billion. How much is it going to cost taxpayers? Nothing. It's already there. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.